You're listening to Sewing Together from AppletreeSewing.com, and this is episode 12. Hi guys, it's Eastlin here. Hello, I'm finally back. I just want to apologize for taking so darn long to record this episode. I've had a hectic few months, mostly with a summer class I was taking that was a lot of work. And just trying to soak up some family time before I go back to work at the end of August. So I'm just going to start this episode by giving you a quick update on what I've been up to for the past few months. I took a video production class that was a summer session course, so it was at a faster speed than the other classes that I've taken. But it was pretty interesting. And for the final project, we had to create an educational video so I decided to make a little sewing video. I always get questions about the gusset in the Grow With Me Pants pattern that I have, the bunny bottoms. So I made a short little video explaining what a gusset is, why I added a gusset to the bunny bottoms, and how to sew the gusset. It has actually already come in handy a few times with questions in the Facebook group. So although it was a lot of work to get finished, I'm really glad that I did it. Also, since I've last spoken to you, I did finish the Grow With Me Romper pattern, which is called the On The Grow Romper, and I am just so, so happy with how it turned out. I ended up putting drawstrings in the sides. I think I remember talking to you guys about how I wasn't sure how to um, shrink the bodice part because the straps weren't shrinking it enough, so I did end up putting drawstrings hidden on the inside of the romper to help adjust it between the sizes and initially I wasn't too sure if I liked how it looked but then as we went through testing and we made some tweaks I really am happy with the finished look of it. So that is available in the Etsy shop which I can link to in the show notes which will be at appletreesewing.com podcast and this is episode 12 so you can click on episode 12 for the show notes. Um, And then right now, I'm working on another Grow With Me pattern. Shelby from Cedar's Closet, she's one of the biggest apple tree sewing cheerleaders we have. And she really wanted a Grow With Me dress that turns into a tunic. And since I have two boys, this is not something that was even on my radar. But um, she sent me a few private messages and just really inspired me to work on it. So I worked for like three days straight to draft this super adorable Grow With Me dress tunic thing. It has a cowl neck option and um, a shirt length and a tunic length and long sleeves and short sleeves. So both girl moms and boy moms can love it. And I'm just so excited about this pattern, but I still have to do, I have to write up the tutorial and it has to go through testing. So it's not going to be ready for a long time yet, but I'm just super excited that this pattern's coming out. And I did post a little sneak peek on the Apple Tree Sewing Patterns Facebook group and people were trying to guess what it is. So if you listen to the podcast, you get to know what it is before everybody else. Okay. And I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, But um, back in November, December, we moved into a new house and it's a new build. So there's no finished yard or anything. So that's another thing that's been sort of taking up my time here. I've been working on finishing up the outside. So far, we've built the deck. 
Um, but we still need to finish the yard and the fence. So that is where I've been spending a lot of time when the weather's nice. Actually, it's mostly my husband doing it, but I'm watching the kids while he does that or helping with measuring because sometimes I'm better with numbers than he is. So that's another thing that's been taking up my time. And then um, I have a craft show that I do every year in October. And I know I'm not going to have a lot of spare time once school starts because I'm going to be teaching full time and I'm going to be taking classes. So I'm really trying to get ready for that craft show now. So I have to major work on my time management skills right now to try to keep up with all the house stuff and um, get ready for this craft show, finish my pattern, hopefully get another podcast episode recorded. So I'm really trying to work on my time management skills right now. Okay, so that's uh, pretty much everything that's new with me since I last spoke to you guys. So today I am going to finish up the capsule wardrobe planning series. This is part three. Today I'm going to talk to you about how to choose your patterns and your fabric. So in episode 10 I discussed why I wanted to sew a capsule wardrobe and in episode 11 I shared some planning strategies with how to plan a capsule wardrobe. So today I'm going to be focusing on the patterns and fabrics part. Now I haven't made a lot of progress with my own sewn capsule wardrobe. I've only made a few things so far. Um, but just the simple act of learning about my own style while planning my capsule wardrobe has really helped me with buying new sewing patterns. I find that sometimes I'll be online and I see a sale for a sewing pattern and I think that I want to buy it um, and then either I never make it or I make it and I don't like it on me. So since I've become more intentional about my wardrobe, I've been a lot more conscious of what sewing patterns I'm buying because I know what I really like to create or I like I know what I like the look of on me. All right for your own capsule wardrobe I can't really say like you should create these specific items or you should purchase these patterns um, but what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to share some strategies with you on how to find patterns that you like. And I did also ask our friends on social media to give us some responses on what their favorite women's patterns are. And I got a lot of responses, too many to share on the podcast. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to link those in the show notes. I'm going to list all the responses that everyone gave. And I'm going to try to put the links to those patterns for you in the show notes. So if you go to appletreesewing.com slash podcast and click on episode 12, um, then you can see all the pattern suggestions that other people have given. So the best possible thing you can do to get the perfect patterns for your capsule wardrobe is learn how to draft. Now, I'm not saying that right away you'll be able to draft all the perfect items that you need for your capsule wardrobe and they're all going to work perfectly, but I am saying that investing some time learning how to draft can really pay off for you. I don't have a ton of drafting skills in women's patterns, but I do understand the basics and I have some great blocks that work for my body and these really help me when I'm looking for some basic pieces to add to my capsule wardrobe. Now, learning to draft does take time. You might not be good at it right away, and it could take years for you to learn how to draft more complex garments. So this won't work if you're wanting to create your whole sewn capsule wardrobe right away. But if you're like me and you expect that it's going to take a long time to create your sewn capsule wardrobe, you might want to start investing a bit of time now learning how to draft. 
so that's my number one tip for finding the perfect patterns for your capsule wardrobe is learning how to draft. My second tip for getting perfect patterns for your capsule wardrobe is to trace the clothes that you already love. So if you have items of clothing that you really, really love, um, you can just copy them. There are two ways that I use to do this. If the garment that I love is still in really good shape and I don't want to wreck it, then I just press it and lay the garment on a flat surface and then place some tracing paper or tissue paper on top of it. And with a pen or pencil, I trace the seams. This can get a little bit tricky because often when one piece is lying flat, another piece isn't. Or if everything is flat, then seams could be stretched out. So what I do is I just focus on one piece at a time, like say the front bodice. Then I try to get that as flat and into its natural shape as I can, trace it, and then I move on to the next piece. And it is kind of tricky, but I find that my basic drafting skills that I have really are helpful to know approximately what the shapes should look like, and so it makes tracing easier. Now, if you have a garment that you love that is so old it's unwearable, then what you can do instead is just rip up the seams, like seam rip them, and trace the actual pieces. And this method is way easier, but for both methods, you need to really be careful of the seam allowances. So if you're tracing the intact garment, you definitely need to add the seam allowances. But even if you're tracing the seam ripped pieces, you may need to add a little bit to the seam allowances so that you have your preferred seam allowance. Okay, so either learn how to draft or trace your own clothes. Those are two methods for finding your perfect patterns. And the third method I have for finding your perfect pattern for your capsule wardrobe is by looking at your favorite designers' websites or catalogs. If there's a certain pattern maker that you love, um, perhaps they have a similar style to you or they draft patterns that look really good on your body type, you may find that you like all of their patterns. So you can just go to the designer's website or look in their catalog and find the patterns that are going to work for your capsule wardrobe. Um, for me, I really like the style of the Patterns for Pirates patterns. I find that her style is often what I like to wear, and I've added a couple of her pieces to my capsule wardrobe list. So I've added her Sweet Tea pattern and her Grandpa Cardi pattern to my capsule wardrobe lineup. She also has like these really cool challenges on her Facebook group between the changing seasons around sewing a capsule wardrobe. So she has, it's kind of like the bingo or Sudoku method that I mentioned where um, it's like a table and you fill in the table and if you can fill it in with her patterns. And I think, I think she has her sister's patterns made for mermaids in there too. And then you make all those to create a capsule wardrobe for the changing season. Then you can enter to win a prize. Anyway, if you have some favorite pattern designer out there, you should follow them on Instagram or join their Facebook group so that you can see pictures of garments made with their patterns and get a better sense of whether they'll fit into your capsule or not. Okay, off topic here. I hope you can't hear that, but like I said, I live in a brand new house and I can hear the bobcats running outside right now. So hopefully you can't hear that or it's hopefully not as annoying to you as it is to me. Okay, so um, if you have a favorite pattern designer, you can follow them on Facebook or Instagram and get some inspiration that way. I think that's all I have to say about that. 
Okay, so if you don't have any favorite pattern designers, or if you are ready to branch out, um, you can use pattern websites like Pattern Review, The Fold Line, or IndieSews to find patterns. And these pattern websites can help you to find new designers you maybe never heard of, and to see some honest reviews of how the patterns sew up. On these websites, I usually narrow down what I'm looking for by category and just browse like I would if I was online shopping. On the fold line, you can get pretty extensive with your advanced search options. So if you know exactly what you're looking for, it can really help you to find that perfect pattern. So if I'm just looking to have a little bit of a browse, I'll check out Indie Sews um, and just sort of narrow it down to the garment type and browse that way. Um, but if I'm looking for something super specific, I like to use the fold line because you can narrow down exactly what you want. And then I'll usually cross-reference the pattern that I find on the fold line with a website like Pattern Reviews so I can see photos and reviews that people have posted. Or um, I'll check on Facebook or search Instagram for the pattern so that I can see sort of how it looks on different body types. And my one encouragement for you when considering patterns for your sewn capsule wardrobe is to err more on the side of classic and versatile and not so much on the trendy side. And this will help you to build a capsule wardrobe that can evolve with the changing fashion and it won't be outdated as quick. So for me, the majority of my patterns are self-drafted or traced from my own clothing, um, but I have also added the Grandpa Cardi and the Sweet Tea from Patterns for Pirates, and the Mintu Swing Tank from Named Clothing, the Legends Dress from Sew Straight and Gather, and at some point I'm going to be attempting the Ginger Jeans, the Ginger Jeans from Closet Case Patterns. And that will be my very last thing because I'm super intimidated by them. Okay, so after you've gathered all your patterns, either by drafting, tracing, or purchasing them, it's time to start thinking about fabric. And there's a few different aspects of the fabric that you do need to consider. So first, you need to think about what fabrics you like to wear. And the best way to do this is, again, to look in your closet. I've said that so many times, but really, the clothes that you already wear are probably the clothes that you like. So go to your closet, check out the fiber content tags for your favorite pieces. And although this doesn't give you exactly all the information that you need, it does give you a good starting point. So you can either take pictures of the tags or write down the fiber contents so that you'll remember. I prefer to take pictures so that I have it on my phone when I'm in the fabric store if I need it. Um, and this gives you sort of an awareness of what the different fibers are like. Like for me, I know that I really like tops that contain rayon. I really like bottoms that contain a little bit of spandex. Um, this doesn't give me all the information I need because I still need to know whether I like knit or woven and what weight um, and what sort of blends, but it does give me a good starting point. So I like to look in my closet at what my favorite pieces are and check out those fiber contact labels. You do need to follow the pattern recommendations for your fabric. So you can't just um, choose your favorite pattern and choose your favorite fabric and hope that it works. You have to check your pattern, but usually the patterns give you several different options. So looking at your closet can help you narrow down what you might prefer of those options. 
The other thing you need to look at in your closet is the colors. You need to check out what your favorite colors are because you might think you have a favorite color and then you look in your closet and that might not be the way that you like to dress. So ask yourself, like, are you a fan of cool tones or warm tones? Do you like pastels or jewel tones? My closet is pretty much all neutrals um, with some blues, some like mint aqua, some blush, uh, but a lot of neutrals. So I know that if I'm buying fabric for myself, those are the colors that I need to stick with so that I can feel comfortable in my sewn pieces. And this leads me to my next tip that fits in with fabric, and that is choosing your color palette before you begin. Look in your closet, see what colors you like, then decide on your color palette for your capsule wardrobe. It's pretty important that you have a palette at least somewhat considered before you start, since you're going to want all of your clothes in your capsule wardrobe to coordinate with one another. You aren't looking to create these separate unique outfits that work on their own, but the goal here is rather to create pieces that work together interchangeably so you can mix and match from different outfits. So for my color palette, I used a website called coolers.co. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but basically, it's a color palette generator. And um, I don't exactly remember how I did it. I think I chose a few colors and then it like generated a palette for me and then I could like get rid of the colors that I didn't like and adjust the other ones until I ended up with a palette that I really liked. So I'll link to my palette in the show notes as well. Um, It's pretty boring. It's mostly neutrals and blue because that's the colors that I know that I like, but I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to see what my goal is there. Okay, so the last thing you want to consider with your fabrics is um, the season that you're trying to create your capsule wardrobe for. So consider the content and the weight and how that might work for the different seasons that you're creating for. Now before you begin shopping for your fabrics, you need to have an idea of the colors that you want each piece to be, each individual garment. So your overall palette is great, but that doesn't help you for your individual garments. It's not enough to just have a general palette because then you might end up with all of your outfits being black or all of your bottoms being black or you could end up with some combinations not working because there's too many of one color in the outfit. So for me, what I like to use is a website called Polyvore. If you've never used Polyvore before, let me warn you that it is super addicting (laughs) It's a website where you can create style boards for different outfits and you can add your own photos, but mostly I just use what's already there. So you can search for like strapless dress and then you can narrow down the color that you're looking for and usually there's lots of results. So most of the items on there are available to purchase from an external unaffiliated website or at least they were like at one point available to purchase. They might be sold out now, but um, people upload them onto the website from places that you can buy them from. So all of the clothing on there was available at one point to purchase. So anyway, for capsule wardrobe planning, you're not, you're sewing your capsule wardrobe, you're not buying. So that's not important. But um, what I do is I just try to find a piece that's approximately the same color and approximately the same type of garment that I'm hoping to create. It doesn't have to be exact because it's just there to give you an idea of how your pieces are going to coordinate. So it definitely doesn't have to be exactly what you're looking for. 
So ideally, you would um, load all of your approximately close pieces onto your style board in the approximate color that you were trying to, that you're thinking that you might want to create, and then mix and match them and see what kind of outfits you can create. So you can actually move them around on your polyboard board and mix and match and see if those pieces are going to be versatile enough for you to be able to mix and match. And then you can adjust your colors from there. So you use your color palette to guide you, um, but you don't have to worry about having the exact color to coordinate. Um, since you're going to be the one buying your fabric, you can make sure you've got the exact color to coordinate then. But this is just sort of to give you an approximate idea of whether the pieces are going to mix and match well. So once you've settled on your final approximate colors of each piece, make sure to either take a screenshot or write down your colors. And then next, you're going to have a little bit of work to do before you head out fabric shopping. Now, this isn't necessary, but I think it will save you time and headache down the road. So for me, I like to create a list of the data that I need before I go um, fabric shopping. So using the pattern, write down the fabric type that you need and the yardage that you need, as well as the, cut the color that you've just picked from your polyvore style board and the fiber content that you liked in your closet. This is going to be your goals list that will bring that you're going to bring fabric shopping. So this is not necessarily you're not necessarily going to be able to find these exact things, but this is sort of your goals, what you're hoping to find when you go fabric shopping. A great idea which I have not done, but will do now is each time after you buy a new fabric staple a swatch to this list sheet that you've created and that way you can compare your future fabric purchases to the ones that you have already purchased to make sure that they coordinate well. So now you're ready to shop. For me, I need to shop in person because I need to see the fabric in person. I need to feel the fabric. I need to see the drape and the color and the sheen and it's really hard where I live because there aren't a ton of fabric stores here. There's a couple of big box type fabric stores and some quilt shops and then like I think there's only two other fabric stores with garment textiles that I know of and so I kind of just have to make do with what I can find um, but I do prefer to shop in person just because I'm one of those people who really needs to touch and feel the fabric. Now if you aren't one of those people and you feel like you can buy fabric online that's great but I would recommend just maybe ordering some swatches ahead of time so that you can actually see the fabric before you order it in. So while you're shopping, keep all of your information on your fiber content and fabric type and colors in mind while you look around. Hold your fabrics together to see if they coordinate and compare them with the swatches of the garments that you've already made um, so that you can make sure that they all coordinate well and seeing them together in person is gonna be super helpful. Oh, and I have one last little bit of fabric advice here before we move on. Make sure you pay attention to fabric care guidelines. For me, I don't purchase fabric unless I can wash it in the washing machine. Everything must be machine washable or I can't buy it. I don't mind, um, like if I have to hang to dry, I can do that but I really don't want to hand wash or dry clean only. So make sure you keep your personal laundry care routine in mind when you're buying your fabric. 
Okay, so that's all I have for how to choose your patterns and fabric. Again, I am still really early in my own capsule wardrobe planning and sewing, so I'm not positive that these methods are going to work for you, but this is what I've done so far and what I'm hoping to do in the future, and so I just thought I'd share um, in case you're looking for a little bit of advice. The main thing to keep in mind is your personal style and what you feel comfortable in. I don't worry too much about dressing for my body type. I just use my closet to guide me so I know I'll feel confident and comfortable in what I create. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. Hopefully it won't be too long before you hear my voice again. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast by hitting that subscribe button in iTunes so you'll know when the next episode is released. If you have a favorite pattern you'd like to recommend, head over to appletreesewing.com podcast and click on today's episode, episode 12, to share in the comments what your favorite pattern is. I would really love to hear what you love to sew. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening.